Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Real Film Nerds episode number 262, the episode that came at least a day late, if not more, depends if I get this edited or not. I'm your host, Matt, with me, as always, my good buddy, Papa of the Year, Mysterious Mike Talent. Uh, I don't know about Papa of the Year, but, uh, you know, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um... How's it going, man? You you uh you still recovering from like your did like how many times did you fall asleep in this movie? Seventeen. Man, that was that was a little bit more than I did. So on my father's rating score, it would be seventeen snores, is what his rating would be for it. Seventeen snores. Wow. Yeah. 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 No, I did not fall asleep at all, Mike. Uh, I had a hard time not falling asleep because I was so tired from a very long weekend in a previous week, which contained someone named Papa Emeritus. Oh, yeah. Little ghost action. So I was thinking I should start calling you uh, uh, Papa Talent. Papa Talent Emeritus? I don't know. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot about your concert. Was that good? Yeah, dude. Ghost was freaking awesome. I love Ghost. Everybody thinks they're satanic and evil and all this stuff. No, they people need to understand it. it's all a show. It was a really good show. It was really a lot of fun. That's good, dude. I miss concerts, and that was my last concert of the year. I would like to go to more. Hopefully, we'll have more. But uh, that's a pretty good one if I only make it to two this year, and it was Tool and Ghost. That's pretty freaking awesome right there. Yeah, that is good. So, all right, Mike, we're not here to talk about my concert and mosh pitting and rubbing it in your face because you can't go and haven't gone in a very long time and you used to go all the time, or my uh, drunken debauchery in Laughlin, which was actually a work trip. Uh, So we'll just continue on with our review, finally, even though it's almost a week old now, of yet another Dark Knight's Batman Returns detective you know, whatever film. So in 2022, we now have a new Batman and the movie is now just called instead of Batman or dark Knight, it's the Batman. Mike, why don't you give us your little thingamabobber about the Batman? All right, Matt. So the Batman is directed by Matt Reeves. It's written by Matt Reeves, Peter Craig, and it was originally created by Bill Finger and uh, Bob Kane. This movie is starring Robert Patterson, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, John Turtletow, and Andy Circuth. Uh, Circus? Circus, man. No, you're right. It's circus. That's how you pronounce it. (laughs) All right. All right. And uh, when the Riddler, a statistic, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Dude, I really love, like, 
I would love to know when you read a book, like how you interpret a book, because you're kind of all over the place when you read. It's hilarious. So I think you're reading like these books and you think they're just awesome and they're really just terrible because you're reading them wrong. It could be. It could be happening. (laughs) Okay, Mike. So uh, let's go ahead and roll right into the show, the program, even though we're almost six minutes in. Mike, what are your first thoughts on the Batman? Um, so I liked certain aspects of this movie, but really the beginning is pretty good and the end is pretty good, but the very, very, very long middle is just too slow. I mean, I get there has to be some exposition, but man, is it slow and it just felt like this movie felt like it was eight hours long. Mike, I concur to a degree. I thought it was way, 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 way too long. Uh, I actually enjoyed the fact that instead of it being an action-packed thriller, like all the other Batman films have been for the most part, other than, you know, some of the originals. We're talking 60s originals. This was really trying to bring back the fact that Batman has always and always will be from the beginning a detective, a crime fighter. And this is really a nice, solid detective noir seven looking like feeling film. And I think it was wonderfully done. I thought it was great. I just thought it was so freaking long. It drove me insane because there's literally you, I counted, you can end this movie at eight different parts in this film. And it just kept going and going and going. And I thought it was just three hours was way, way too much. But overall, I really liked this movie. The acting was phenomenal. The casting was spot on. Um, The cinematography, for the most part, is very, very good. For the most part. There's some where it's kind of bland. But especially towards the end, which we'll get into, there's some really amazing shots that were just done really well. But overall, I have to say it, Mike, I, I really enjoyed this film, except for how long it was. Okay, man. I, I, I did have a discussion with one of my coworkers, and we both thought it was too long, and perhaps they should have chose the don't uh, the Dune approach of splitting the movie into two and maybe having a little bit more on either side of the movie. But... I don't know if we as the audience could stand having like a cliffhanger in the middle of the movie, you know? I don't know. Well, they're already talking about sequels. Uh, I One I'm wondering is if they do another Justice League film, if they're going to have this Batman be in it and Robert Pattinson is the Batman and the Bruce Wayne character from here on out in the DC world, or if we're going to see... Uh, Batfleck make his way back or what? I I don't know. Because, I mean, in the original Justice League film that we got a little while ago, not the Snyder Cut, I have not watched that yet. I mean, that's way too long of a movie. I don't have that much time. There was some very interesting Batman stuff that Ben Affleck did that I wish DC would explore more and Warner, Warner Brothers would explore more, but I don't think they're going to because they have their new Batman and people clearly are loving it. Yeah, no, I mean, it did really well, Matt, but I do want to ask you, 
was your did your theater have a premium price put on your ticket to go watch it? Because I I know mine did. They 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 jacked it up two dollars extra a ticket. To tell you the truth, I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention because I was so tired. But I I don't think so. It, it seemed right. But right now, I mean, what the hell is right? I mean, Mike, not to get political, but dude, it was four dollars and fifty cents for me to fill up today. That's a lot. And yes, I know, I know. In comparison to what's going on over in Ukraine, yeah, it's just money in my pocket. It's not my life. Yes, I understand that. But what the hell is going on with this world? It's getting crazy. Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess it's gone up over in my neck of the woods quite extreme. Uh, it goes up like 10 to 20 cents a day. Who knows what it is today? I didn't get a chance to to be out and about. In fact, I think these days I'm just going to try and stay home as much as possible. Must be nice, Mike. Must be nice. I'm very jealous. So, all right, Mike. Well, um, I don't know how much we could talk about this movie without spoiling it. I mean, it's Batman. You know the players. You know the villains. Uh, I One thing I was kind of shocked is about how many villains are in one film. I think that might have been a little overkill. Pick one, maybe two. Uh, I think they did well with the many different villains in here, but I, I think it might've been a bit too much. Okay. Um, I, I really liked our main villain in this movie. Uh, you know, it's, I thought it was real well done with the, the Riddler. I thought that was really cool how it was presented and how the build up to it. I thought it was very, you know, Matt, you're right when you said that it was kind of seven esque. This this movie is somewhat like that. Like it 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 has hearkening back to uh, that movie, um, and that's great. That's a that's a compliment. That movie was amazing. I really like that movie. In that movie, every shot is it's raining when they're outside. Well, think about it in the Riddler. You know. Um, not to spoil it really yet, but the Riddler does a lot of things that a lot of real ser- serial killers have done and ha- have done in the films too. Like in Seven and the Zodiac Killer in real life, he has ciphers, he has journals, his apartment is very meticulously loaded with stuff with his plans, all that. Um, he covers his face you never really find out his identity until much later he gets captured alive that's very much you know real life and film i mean it's just this this dances that line between fantasy and real life really 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 well yeah yeah and that was a really awesome performance and without you know getting into spoilers matt i think i can talk about how i really liked um Catwoman's character in this. I liked how they portrayed her. And I liked just it was a it was kind of a different take and I really liked how it how it how it went. So I, I thought that was kind of a neat way of doing it. Um we'll get into a little bit more about it in the spoiler zone, but I I don't know. I thought I thought that was kind of cool and and uh Without reading the credits, Matt, did did you know who the penguin was? Oh yeah. I knew going to the film. Yeah. And he did a fantastic job, especially with his voice. Uh you cannot tell whatsoever that it is Colin Farrell. Yeah, I couldn't I I didn't know it was him. 
Yeah, he did a fantastic job. So, Mike, since you're having a hard time not spoiling the film, it is that time, Mike. Don't forget about it. You're wearing a shirt that promotes beverages. All right, Matt. You're you're right. Uh, I, I guess it is that time. Uh, what are you drinking this uh, morning, evening, afternoon, Matt? <sighs> well, Mike, thanks for asking with my nudging. <laughs> uh, Mike, I, I've had a lot of cheap whiskey and a lot of cheap rum over the past five days, so I'm changing it up. I'm being gentle to my liver. I'm just drinking a Dos Equis Amber. Well, that's nice, man. I am changing mine up, too, for several weeks. It's been uh, the same Aldi beer, and this time I'm drinking a, uh, it's called Little Big Thing, and it is a uh, IPA from Sierra Nevada. It's not uh, Maggie's nickname for you? No. Oh, okay, okay. Just asking. Just throwing it out there, Mike. Just got to make sure. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Nope, not. So speaking about wonderful, incredible jokes, Mike, go ahead. Why don't you give us your weekly dad joke? I got dad jokes. I don't think they understand, though. Gotta think I'm funny. Other people never laugh, though. Dad jokes. All right, Matt. This one kind of ties in with the movie a little bit. You're going to love it. Why did the Scarecrow win Employee of the Month? Uh, I don't know, Mike. Why did the Scarecrow win Employee of the Month? Because he was outstanding in his field. Yeah, uh, that kind of ties. Except for the Scarecrow in, you know, The Dark Knight. He wasn't in a field. I'm I'm just saying, man. But he was outstanding. There you go. Okay, Mike, so uh, let's see. Even though this is a DC film, we're still going to do it. Mike, how does the 2022 The Batman relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, man. Um, so for this one, we're going to use, uh, Andy Serkis, who played Alfred, was also, uh, in What If as Ulysses Claw, and, uh, he was in Black Panther as, uh, Ulysses Claw. And Andy Serkis has also done a lot of the green screen work in a lot of movies in general. Especially Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, but, uh, you know, okay. All right. Cool. It's kind of weird. I don't know if that counts or not. Because he's still acting, but it's not, you know, not acting. And and he's Gollum, you know? Yeah, he's just doing (laughs) movements. Right, right. That's being recorded. The, God, what do they call it? Mocap. Motion capture. That's what he's really known for. And now he's directing and writing movies. Well, that's cool. So, anyways, Andy Circus going full circle. Okay, Mike, I think we can move on to the spoiler segment of Real Film Nerds, episode number 262. Okay. Mike, uh, uh, go ahead, since you're dancing around. Okay. Um, you know, like I was talking about with Catwoman, I, I really liked how 
it was never really that she was Catwoman. There's only one mention in the movie where she just says, the bat and the cat. Like, I, I, I like that a lot. Like, I liked how it was very subtle. Like, yeah, she was like a cat burglar, but it was never really, I don't know. I, I kind of liked how they did that. Like, it was just, it wasn't so blatant and, like, in your face. And, like, yeah, she owned cats. It it, it was, I don't know. I, I, I liked how that was presented. I thought it was interesting that Catwoman's father was Carmine Falcone. Now, I don't really read the DC comic stuff much, if at all. But uh, to my knowledge, I do not believe Catwoman's father was Falcone. And so that's a cool little tidbit that brings it in. Because she's one of those heroes that's an anti-hero. She goes both ways. Um, as we saw in Batman Returns with Michael Keaton, she could be a hero. She could be a villain at the same time. And then you have the hard line of villains. You know, the Penguin is a villain. Uh, John Turturro playing Carmine Falcone is definitely a villain. Uh, how about uh, Peter Skarsgård playing the district attorney? That's a pretty big name to be playing kind of a smaller part. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, his role was fairly minor, really. Um, but it was good. Like, he played it great. Then we got ourselves another villain with the Riddler, played by Paul Dano, which you alluded to earlier. I thought he was absolutely fantastic as the Riddler. I know we're going to see more of him, hopefully. Um, the other question is, Mike, who do you think the prisoner was at Arkham Asylum that was talking with the Riddler. Do you think that's another Joker coming into, into fruition? Oh, yeah. Has to be. I just don't know why they always have to do something with Joker. I mean, I understand Joker is one of the most interesting, crazy, insane villains ever conceived, but the DC Universe has a gajillion villains. They can pick one other than the Joker. And that's one reason why I probably favor this film a lot more than a lot of the other ones is Riddler is the main villain and he is great. He, they made him really, really interesting. He was interesting. He was, he was smart. He was thorough. It was, you know, he, they built him up like, and it wasn't a letdown either. Like when we finally get the reveal and then like even kind of the plot, it was interesting, like, when he has the meeting with the Batman, and he keeps talking to, like, the security camera, kind of, but also the Batman, and that was that was an interesting exchange. I really liked it. It was, it was good. Well, and they lead you on big time, and they even lead Batman on, as at least perceived to him, that the Riddler knew exactly who the Batman was, and then you find out that, no, no, he was not... He did not have any clue that the Batman is uh, Bruce Wayne, but it, they sure as hell make you feel like it. And then he's like, he drops that line where, you know, we just missed him or something, you know, because he's still alive. And I was like, oh, that was so good. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was cool. Um, I don't know. I, I, I liked, there are things, there are quite a th few things to like about the movie. It was just. It was long, and then there was a little bit, like, I don't know if this was cool or not. In in some of the uh, car scenes, the first-person car scene stuff, it reminded me of The Dark Knight and Christopher Nolan's 
movies, and I don't know if he was trying to pay homage to them, or, I don't know, it was a little weird, you know? Like, it seems like it was a little too soon. I I don't know. I mean, maybe, you know, he pulled inspiration from a lot of different films. Uh, I, I liked the car chase scene. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I thought it was really, really good. Uh, I'm still kind of undecided on the Batmobile. I like it because it's a little bit more of a normal car with just a big fatty jet engine thrown in there. But on the other hand, it looks a little too unpolished for someone like Bruce Wayne. Like all his other Batmobiles he's ever had going back to cartoons and 60s and all that stuff, the Batmobile's always quite polished. And I know they're trying to be dark and gritty like the Dark Knight in this, but not the same. I think they pulled it off pretty successfully for the most part, other than Batman's toys, I guess is a good way to put it. He has a lot of cool, interesting equipment, but being Batman and being Bruce Wayne, he, he would have made sure it's top of the line, looking good, working good. Like his, his armor, his bat suit, I absolutely loved. And how the bat symbol popped out and he used it as a knife and he used it to throw it. I, I love that. That was very Bruce Wayne. Very Batman. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought uh, Batman should get with the times and should have had an electric car. I <laughs> uh, saved that $5 gallon gas. That's for damn sure. But I don't know. I, I love, you know, one aspect I liked is how he rolled around on a motorcycle through most of the movie. He did roll around on a motorcycle quite a bit. Um, and I, I guess, Matt, I, I'm going to ask, what, what did you think of uh, the Sparkle Vampire? in in this like how do you think has i i don't know for me i, I don't know he, his character was just so i don't know sullen and sad i guess most of the movie my biggest complaint is number one he didn't sparkle he has gone <laughs> full you know he went from vampire to a bat so he should be sparkling and i'm very disappointed in that um no, I thought he did a good job. He definitely played Batman more toned down, more low key, uh definitely kind of more on that sad level, especially when he's playing Bruce Wayne. Uh I think he knocked Bruce Wayne out of the park cuz Bruce Wayne it clearly is supposed to be younger. So his parents' death is always reigning over his head, especially when he's younger and especially when he starts seeing the young kid and what happened to his father. It's and the, literally the same week his parents died. I, I thought it was interesting how you never, they never explain like who killed his parents in this one. One thing I do have to applaud Matt Reeves on is thank you God for not redoing the same freaking scene over and over and over again. We know how Batman became Batman. We've seen it many freaking times over we know thank you for leaving it out of the movie immediately that goes one reel up just right there oh wow yeah well i was just glad that we didn't see the parents get killed again like over and over and over again dude like they do it every single time they redo batman and we don't need it we all know we all know how batman becomes batman we don't need it honestly oh anyway sorry rant over how about that uh, Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant James Gordon? Uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, I thought I, I really like him uh, as an actor. I know he was in quite a few things like uh, 
the Hunger Games and uh, in Westworld. I I've I really liked his characters. He he's another uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe tie-in too. He was in What If. Mm-hmm. He's the Watcher. Yes. Yeah. So I like Jeffrey Wright. I think he's a really good actor, and I I like seeing a young uh, James Gordon out on the streets solving crimes with Batman. I I liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, one thing I wish they would have done instead of it calling the Batman. This is just nitpicky stuff. You know, uh, in the DC comic book world, they have the Batman and then they have Detective Comics, and they've been going on forever. I think they should have called this maybe something along the lines of Detective something, but then it might have thrown people, not as many people would have gone and seen it because it didn't say Batman, maybe. But I think it would it, it's more appropriate to call this along the lines of Detective Comics, comics kind of thing. Okay. All right. Well, I mean... It was a detective movie more than it was like a super action movie. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's part of what I missed from from this movie was I wish there was a little bit more action because we get a little bit of a an action scene in the beginning. And then there's a little bit of tussling with the Catwoman and then not much. And then we kind of get the very, very good, well done ending. I, I like the ending quite a bit, but. Um, badass car chase yeah there 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 was a good car chase it was it was very well done it it was well done i mean there's action in this movie and see i'm going the other way mike i applaud them i know for make not making it this over the top killer mcu style cgi fest cinematic superhero film i'm really kind of applauding them for not doing it because that's really not if you read the comics, granted I haven't read many of them, but I've read my fair share. Batman is always the more toned down normal out of everyone in the DC world because he's just a normal dude. His, you know, what his superpower is? Money. Uh, yeah. That's it. Matt, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, Mags wanted me to ask you this question, being the uh, super nerd that you are with the comic book world. Why is Batman so popular being that he has no superpowers. That's why. That's exactly why. Because he's the everyday man. Because everybody can envision envision themselves being Batman. Because he's just a normal dude. He just has a whole lot of money, which affords him the ability to have the gadgets, to have the cars, and to do those things. He's just a normal dude. That's why people just absolutely love him as a superhero. You know, I, I love my favorite superhero is the exact opposite. Exact opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's your favorite superhero, man? I, Deadpool, man. I absolutely love Deadpool. I've loved Deadpool f- forever. A close second is Wolverine, and a close second and a half is Captain America. Those, <laughs> those three <laughs> are my favorite. Yeah, I, okay. I have a hard time between Wolverine and Captain America. I, I love them all. I love those three. Those are my three go-tos. I love those. But um, I wish I would have had my buddy Dave on here who, you know, drew Batman for DC a little bit, and he's worked in the comic book world and Marvel and DC and all that stuff. His favorite uh, superhero character by far is Batman, and he has lots of Batman stuff. It was his dream come true being able to do and work on a legitimate Batman comic. Um he it just is obsessed with Batman. He would have been great to have on here, 
but I know he'll be talking about this movie on his podcast, Retro Rogues Live. It's a video podcast, but they also put out an audio only. You can find it on YouTube, Facebook, all those. Go check it out because he is going to be able to really tear this apart. Now, one caveat I have to warn you, he doesn't try to stick to a half hour like us. Dave and his co-hosts do three and a half hour long podcasts. Wow. Wow. Now, granted, they yeah. don't edit. They don't put in sounds. They don't do any of this stuff. They just talk, record, and then hit end because it's video. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm kind of interested to see his take and thoughts on this film. Um, my best guess, I think he's probably going to say this is his favorite Batman movie. But his favorite Batman, remember we discussed that last week? Yes. Yeah. He's just like us. He's a little older than us, but his Batman is Michael Keaton. Okay. All right. So anyways, I'll get off topic, back on topic. It's kind of on topic, but uh, yeah, Dave, Dave is a dear, dear friend. It would have been perfect to have him on here, but go, just go listen to his podcast if you want more info on this. So Mike, um, speaking of that, we are coming down towards the end of our time. Miguelito, how many reels do you give the Batman? All right. So for this one, because it was really well acted and uh, it was shot well, it it's just a little bit too long. Uh, I'm going to give this one three and a half reels out of five. Wow, Mike, you are completely opposite of all the critics out there. Everyone that has watched it, everybody is loving this movie. You're just a little above average, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. It like it. It has it. There's good stuff in it. It's just I don't know. It just doesn't have that same thing. I don't know. It just doesn't tickle my fancy. It's because there was no sparkles. Yes, no sparkles. No sparkles. Well, Mike, I really enjoyed this movie. It's not my favorite Batman movie. Uh, I don't know why people are saying it's better than The Dark Knight. A lot of critics have come out and said that. I don't think that's possible. Um, I still, I don't think it's better than the Michael Keaton Batmans. I really, really, really love those. I think those are fantastic. But I did enjoy this film. The biggest issue, much like how you alluded to, it wasn't the slowness for me. It was the pure and simple fact that it was so damn long. They really, really should have cut it down to at least two and a half hours. I mean, it was ridiculous and you know batman's always kind of seen as a kid's movie in a lot of ways just because he's superhero and all that dude i would not want to even bring a teenager to this movie and have them sit still for three hours that's just insane it's true man it's true so because of that i still give it a really high rating because i i thought it was great um but i i don't give it as high of a rating as my mom or any of the other critics i give it a four 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 out of five reels okay all right. That's fair, Matt. That's fair. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, there's a lot of things I really liked, but there's a handful of things that I didn't. And, you know, five for us, we've talked – well, for me, at least, we've talked about it. Five, four and a half, those are movies you must see. I, I don't think this is a must see if you're a comic book fan, if you're a Batman fan, definitely. But Dark Knight, for me, is definitely a must see. Those That series, that trilogy of films are incredible. Yeah. Anyways. Yep. All right, Mike, go ahead. Uh, it is your pick for the next week. What film are we going to be chatting about for episode 263? 
Well, Matt, there's there's not a lot of things coming out uh, with the Batman in theaters right now, and no no challengers really until uh, um, Morbius comes out. I guess the end of this month or beginning of next month, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, um, too busy. Anyway, I know it's coming out soon. It, anyway, uh, I thought we'd do another Academy uh, Award nominated movie. And that's called Coda, and that is an Apple Plus uh, or Apple TV Plus. Well, all right, Mike. I don't know much about this one, but I do know it's nominated for an Oscar, and it's one of the ones we haven't seen. I was pulling up the ones we haven't seen, so we haven't seen, uh, well, at least reviewed one, two, three, four, five. So we've knocked out half of them. Yeah, that's not bad. Drive My Car, I think, is on Paramount Plus or HBO Max or one of those. It looks interesting. Um, That's the foreign one, right? Right. Yes. Going to be a lot of reading on that one. That might be a tough one for my mom. Uh, Never saw Belfast. Don't know if I want to. Maybe. Never saw Licorice Pizza either, but Licorice Pizza just came out on digital. And you know what happens when they just come out on digital, Mike. They're 20 bucks. So we can wait on that one until it hits a streaming service. So anyways, good choice, Mike. I, I, I think it's good that we're trying to knock out as many as we can. Uh, you know, so far, if I had to pick a Best Picture winner this year, dude, I really want to go with Dune. I freaking love Dune. But I know Power of the Dog is going to win. I'm pretty sure Power of the Dog has got it in in, in the bag. Yeah, But we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I really liked we could be wrong. Nightmare Alley, too. I thought that was a good movie too. So, I think that'll get some stuff, but it's I don't think it's going to get best picture yeah. just for the pure fact that um Guillermo del Toro already won just recently. Right. Right. Well, all right. Thanks everybody for listening. Welcome back to me, I guess, cuz I was the one that screwed up our timeline. But it's not bad. I mean, I'm going to try and get this out on Thursday. So, not too bad, but Mike, go ahead. Do your thing. I know you're falling asleep. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And go out there, stream a movie. Go watch a movie at the theater if you want. And uh, catch us on our next pod. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.